Sicha Vayeshev Tavshnun Beis is more or less self-explanatory, straightforward. The concepts are more or less not so deep. I just want to discuss some of the background of some of the concepts discussed in the Sicha to add a little bit of flavor and taste, etc. The Sicha starts off discussing the mentioning the purpose of Golos, which is in the terms terminology of Chassidus and Kabbalah, Biruran Itzitzis, to refine the sparks of holiness that are scattered throughout the world. This is a very fundamental yesoid in understanding the holiness of Golos and also Gulot, the way it's according to Chassidus and Kabbalah, that the foundation of understanding what the purpose of Golos is and what the accomplishment of Gula is, is not is is if you just learn the pashtus the ways according to nigla that the idea of golos is a unish is a punishment for the uh, avedas that Eden did throughout the times of the first base amitash the second base amitash whatever it might be so then we look at golos simply as a punishment on the jewish people in the serve their sentence that's when mashiach comes Chassidus explains, based on a number of proofs, and the simple reason is that if the Golos is merely a punishment, they didn't have to go out of Eretz Yisrael. They could have stayed in Eretz Yisrael, and uh, other punishments could have t- taken place. The fact that they didn't went into exile is This was something which was already decided upon. It's already part of the plan of creation that they didn't should go into Golos, similar to what we find by Golos Mitzrayim. According to Pshat, we don't really find any reason, any Yaveda that the Yidin did that was justified the fact that they had to go into Golos Mitzrayim. So there are, there are certain Pirushim that say there were some forms of Aveda. So whatever it is, that discusses it a little bit. But the bottom line is that according to Chassidus, the idea of Golos has a kavana to, to, to elevate the world. So they didn't have to go into Golos Mitzrayim to elevate the sparks that were in Mitzrayim. Similarly, the idea of Golos is as the Chachamim say that Stakas Hakadosh Baruch Hu Misrael Shapizdal Nebein Haumay said that the idea of Golos is that stuck as a charity that the Ebrish has spread out even amongst the nations of the world. As the Gemara also says that the Ebrish there put even in Golos only that Kedusha Teisholayim Gedim that they should have converts added to them, which as Chassidus explains refers to sparks sparks of holiness. Was Gatim them? How many people already became Gatim throughout history that it should be justified that even should be in Golos for so long just to add those Gatim? So, so this explains it's the, idea, the, the idea of refining the sparks that are spread out throughout the whole world. This is a Yesoid Musad, a fundamental concept in Pchlal and Avodas Hashem in general, in Kabbal and Chassidus, the idea of Birudim or refining the world. Which is the whole purpose of, of Golos and what Torah Mitzvah accomplished, Davening accomplishes, etc., etc. And this also explains the idea of Golos. In a number of sources in Kisvei Yarizal, you have Priyat Chaim Shara Krishna Peregimol and Time and Mitzvah Zen the Pashisrei and other places, that Rizal takes this concept and, concept and he uses it to explain a number of points. He says that we find that when Yidin left Mitzrayim, they were commanded that they're not allowed to go back to Mitzrayim. They weren't allowed to return. Moshe Rabbeinu tells Yidin, they won't see Mitzrayim again. There's a loisasa, there's a negative commandment not to return to Mitzrayim. And we don't find this negative commandment by Bovel, by Yovon, by the other places where the Jewish people were exiled or persecuted the Jewish people. And that Rizal explains when Eden were in Mitzrayim, so they took out all the sparks of holiness from Mitzrayim. There was nothing left. As our Chachamim tell us, they left. The Torah tells us they left with a lot of riches. And the Chachamim say that they made Mitzrayim completely empty. They took everything out, which spiritually means they took out every spark of holiness. If every spark of holiness is out, they didn't have no business going there. When a Yid goes to a place, he brings the Shechina with him, he brings the Ebrishta with him. Why is he schlepping the Ebrishta in a place that there's nothing to be accomplished there? So that is why they were told not to go to Mitzrayim. However, when it comes to the other Goliaths, to, to Bavel, to Modai, to Yavan, and the other places where the Jewish people were exiled, so over there, even though the Jewish people spent a lot of time, and a lot of them, let's say Bavel, even went there, and a lot of even came back, but a lot of even stayed. Because not every spark was taken out. 
was only by Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim had that unique advantage, which in a certain sense is similar to the future redemption, that every single last spark was out of Mitzrayim. True, Mitzrayim was not a complete Kula, was not a complete redemption, because there were many sparks still scattered in the world at large. Chassidus explains, there was 202 out of 288 sparks that were refined, there were still 86, there were still 86 sparks left, but in Mitzrayim itself, everything was taken out. So they weren't supposed to go back, but nevertheless, Mitzrayim still continued to exist as a as a mamlacha shvala, as a lowly kingdom. There was still some because in the world at large, there were still sparks scattered at so much so that even the Rebbe explains that we find that the prohibition of returning to Mitzrayim is only to settle there permanently. But he does a lot of go there for business. What is he doing there for business? What the Rebbe says it must mean that even though they didn't took out all the sparks from Mitzrayim when they left Mitzrayim, but since there are still Mitzrayim there and there are other Goyim that came around and things were going on, so it could be that other sparks of holiness found their way into Mitzrayim. So Taka Yid can't return there permanently. There's no there's no permanent business to do there. There's no, the Avoid was basically done, but there could still be some sparks that find their way there, which you didn't have to take out. So upon him, the, 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 we, the, the, the Arizal explained, this is why the Eden weren't allowed to return to Mitzrayim. He says, in a similar fashion, he says, if he, he says, as he doesn't go into every single detail, he says that based on the ideas that he conveys over there, we could understand a number of points on our own. But he points out that we find that different Goliaths were different. For example, by Mitzrayim, all Eden were Mitzrayim. And subsequent Goliaths, not necessarily all Eden were there. It came to the story of Hanukkah, for example, Yavon. And was, was called Golos Yavon, the, 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 the Greeks persecuted the Jewish people. So we know that the Aseris Ashrat and the ten tribes were already sent into exile by Sanchei of Melech Asher. They weren't subject to the subsequent Goliaths of Yavon and Edom and so on and so forth, because that wasn't a gay to their Neshama. Their Neshama wasn't, wasn't a gay for them to elevate these sparks. It's after the other Shvatim that were, did remain in Eretz Yisrael, that, which they were subject to the following exiles, which it's in the avoid of their neshama to elevate the sparks. And he says that there's four main Goliaths, there's Bavel, Mada, Yovan, Edom, besides Mitzrayim, and he says that these are the main sources, so to say, these nations were the main ones that persecuted the Jewish people, and the main ones who didn't, didn't were like in the exile under them. In addition to that, the Jewish people are scattered throughout the world. But he says an interesting point. He says that based on the sheer of sparks that every nation has, that's how many Jewish people have to go into exile there. So the nations of Bavel, Mada, Yovan, and Edom, they represented a, a very big sheer of sparks. So they made, uh, you know, there was a big gallus of going into them. Then in addition to that is many individual Jews that landed in this country, in that country, but it wasn't in such a significant way as the exiles of the Jewish people were exiled in a very great number and percentage to these other countries, like Bavel and Edom and so on and so forth. And he says, this is all based on, them. again, we don't know exactly how these things work. We don't, I mean, we don't know all the Ebishes, and who needs to go where, but every single Neshama has its sparks and needs to elevate. And then throughout the world of sparks, so throughout the world the sparks sometimes could suffice with one person. There's a famous message the Rebbe brought many times. So Mashiach will come and tell Didn, it's time for Mashiach to come. They'll say, but what about the whole world? Weren't we supposed to be exiled and do the whole, you know, uh, throughout the world? And he says, it's fine. It's enough. If, if even one Jew reached this country, it's also fine. Why? Because in that country... There's the sparks that negated that Jew. It wasn't negated for the Jewish people to go there in mass to elevate the sparks in that country. There weren't so many sparks over there. So basically, the Nekuda that comes out, he says, this idea helps us understand the, 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 all the Goliaths, all the different exiles, and why every exile was different. In other words, Golis, Mitzrayim, where all the Jewish people were there, and, and they left, they weren't allowed to go back. The other exiles weren't as intense. They weren't so complete either. The redemption from the other exiles weren't so complete. There were still some sparks left, etc., etc. It says when Mashiach will come, then the Avoid of Birudun will be completely finished. There won't be any sparks left throughout the whole world. And that is why it won't be Shaykh anymore to be Golos. won't be Shaykh anymore to be exiled. After the redemption from Mitzrayim, 
even though the redemption from Mitzrayim was considered, in a certain sense, a gula shleim, a complete redemption, because we took out every spark from Mitzrayim, but there were still some sparks left in the world at, at large. And Mitzrayim was still up as a Mitzias. It was still something. It wasn't as if Mitzrayim, the country Mitzrayim, didn't exist, and it made trouble later for the Jewish people. But when we have, when Mashiach will come and will elevate all the sparks of the whole world, so all the nations of the world will lose the highest, the, the, all the, the whole energy will be elevated. They'll become totally bottled to Kedusha, to Alukos, so there won't be any way how they could come and enslave the Jewish people and exile the Jewish people. That is more or less the Nekuda that Arizal explains, and Chesidus, you know, mentions this idea very, very often, and uh, the famous Hayyim Yoyim and Parshish Lech Lecha from Avram Avinu, when Avram Avinu started traveling, that was already started, Avayid of Birurim, and each neshama has its debashir already causes for different reasons. Each person should go into the place that he needs to go to elevate his sparks. And so I think they see, they're able to see things from a higher view. They know where they have to go. But regular people, debashir already arranges a person should be where it has to be. So that is Bechlal, the Nekudah, the way that Izal explains the Gullies. The Chidah, there's a very interesting Chidah. Which uh, he writes in his in the Sefer Shem Hagedolim, he has Marechas Marechas under Talmud. And the truth is, in different prints, they took out some of the some some of the words over there. The certain prints Bechlal they abridged a lot of the Kabbalah that the Chidah wrote in the Shem Hagedolim. But not the certain prints, the complete prints, he discusses at length. He, um, he he takes this concept from the Arizal and he develops it further. He basically says, he, he says, we see interesting thing that when the Yidin, he way he focuses it is, is more, not so much Benigay, the Yidin themselves, but regarding the centers of Torah study throughout history. So he says, we find, for example, for hundreds of years, the center of Torah was in Bavel, right? You know, Nahar, the Yeshivas of Surah from Badisa, the whole time of Babli, was written in Bavel. And then he says, and what will we see that later on, afterwards, Garnish Kebliban over there, when you go to Bavel, there's no, uh, there's no Zecher of, of the Torah that was there before. He says, you have people that I guess were there in his days that come, come, you know, the knowledge of Torah was very minimal. So what's Pshat over here? So um, so he basically says that the, we see that the centers of Torah traveled from place to place. He says that we had the, when you had the, for many generations, you had the big yeshivas in, 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 in Bavel. And they elevated the sparks that were there. And then, what they Bishter made, and now it's time. Tatum moved on to other places. Baliyat Taisvis, you had, you had Baliyat Taisvis, you had, you had, you had the, the Rishonim that were in Spain, in England, in, in, in France, Rashi, the Baliyat Taisvis, and then they, they were chased out from there, from, from, they, they were expelled from many countries in Europe and from Spain. So basically, he says that we find throughout history there's a pattern. Right? There's many Jewish communities, they had their golden age in this and this place, and for sometimes the whole center of Torah was in a specific place, and then as times changed, externally was due to persecution, but the bottom line is things changed, and the Torah, the centers of Torah moved to, to another location. And he said this is not the Mikra, this is not Chas Shalom, something which happens by chance, but it is because, based on these, you know, on, on this concept of the Arizal, it's because this is this is Eibushir set this a pattern in motion when the Torah, so to say, refined the sparks of this place and all the Nitzaytes that had to be elevated in this place were elevated with the Kayach of Torah. So now it's time for the Torah to move on to another place. It's interesting, actually, the the fear the Kirebbe and, and, and the. The Drushe Chasna, by the Rabbis Chasna, the, the first mime of the Drushe Chasna, Hashem, uses the term that the Torah travels from Medina to Medina, the center of Torah. He says the Torah travels from country to country to elevate it. I think the term that he's using, the Torah travels from country to country, is referring to this concept of 
the fact that the Torah is the center of Torah moves from place to place. But I'll call upon him in, in, the, in, in line of what the, the Chidah is saying over here, I think, again, maybe take a little bit of, of liberty to extrapolate based on that, but I think it's more or less self-understood from the terminology that he's using, although he focuses primarily in Torah, that the same thing is regarding the Jewish people. We find throughout history there's a pattern we know that when one country is good for them, another country was negative, and then one country sent them out, another one country expelled, threw them out, the other country accepted them. And this is all a pattern. The Ebesha set this up that, um, that in each place there's what had to be elevated, and there's obviously also Cheshbon, what time these things had to be elevated, which we obviously. All the Ebishes, how these things work are beyond our, our understanding at this point, be revealed by the Gula. But this is what uh, this is what the Chidah says. That there was there's, there's a booklet Likot minus Kodesh Tavshin on Aleph. So um, the famous uh, writer poet Svi Ir, he wrote to the Rebbe. Uh, he quotes the Chidah. He meant he mentioned to the Rebbe this Chidah. And um, the Rebbe, he, the Rebbe was gave him a big yashikayach for mentioning it. The Rebbe says, "Tach al halosei harosei harosei hazu harosei with a hey harosei with a Thanks for 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 quoting. And the Rebbe was speaking chaf chasiv and on aleph. Then also similar in the kudosh will soon speak. So uh, the Rebbe he mentioned this chido and the Rebbe. Gave him a yashikayach for mentioning it. Akaponim, so this is this is more or less the Nikoda. So we see this concept how the, the Indian of Golos is Bechavonim Echuvenas, is a plan, there's a pattern that the Yidna are going from place to place. Now, throughout the generations, there was always a certain area which was more or less, that was the center of Taira. And, you know, once time was here, one time it was there. In the last few generations, particularly, we see, and this is what the Rebbe is saying in this sikh and other sikhs, in the last few generations, particularly, we see how the, how the Eden spread throughout the whole world. Yav, there's a letter the Fidik Rebbe wrote after the, uh, after, during the two Russian revolutions, but when the time when the Pale of Settlement, after the first Russian revolution, when the Pale of Settlement was abolished, for many years the Jewish people were confined. To, to a certain you know place where they had to with, where, where, in Russia where they were allowed to live a narrow strip called the Pale of Settlement. After the Tsar was overthrown, the Jewish people had the ability to live everywhere. And the Fidik Rebbe is describing over there how this is part of the Kavon of Debesh. Until now, there were all these sparks spread out in the other parts of Russia that didn't really have you know a year that was able to come by to elevate them. Now that the Pale of Settlement was abolished, those sparks were able to be elevated. And in this Sikh, the Rebbe is highlighting very much the fact that Eden are spread out throughout the whole world. So that means that even countries far, you know, countries that weren't really inhabited by Jewish people up until recently, take for example, you know, France, which the Rebbe speaks about in the Sikh, technically, going back to the times of the Baliyatosis, he had Eden there. It was before the French Revolution, it was before it's not the France that we have today. Obviously, in the context of the Rebbe Sicha, it's a different uh, it's a different clipa than was in the times of the Baliyatosis. You had people there. We're talking about America, Australia, the countries that um, you know you had you know Kurai, whatever. This Bepash, this was no hidden there up until recently, and these places became centers of Torah, particularly America became the center for seven seventy years and so on and so forth. So you have how these places are being trans how how the Torahs. Is how the world, so to say, is completely conquered with Taita. And that note, while the the in our generation, we see as Rebbe says how the Savoid is complete. We're reaching the finish line because we're all throughout the whole world. More particularly, the Rebbe emphasizes in the Sikha, in this Sikha, the Rebbe emphasizes about France, but the truth is in a number of other Sikhas in the last years. The Rebbe emphasizes in a similar point, a little different regarding America, the idea of Chatsi Kadra Tachtin. The Rebbe spoke a number of times that the Avodah that that the Dafkin now 
the Torah reached the Chatzikadur Tachlon, the bottom part of the globe, right, the top part of the globe where Yisrael is. That's where Matan Torah was. It says that the Chatzikadur Tachlon, the lower half of of the world where America is, Matan Torah wasn't there even. So, in other words, we're dealing here with a, a lower Tachlon, a part in the world which its 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 uh, connection to holiness is even less. And over here, Torah came into Chatzikadur Tachlon. We have that. Not only Torah came to Chatzikadur Tachlon, but the Tachlon itself, the lowest place itself, became the source of Torah for the whole world. So this is in this sicha, the Rebbe is focusing on France being the Tachlon and being the lowest as the lowest as, as a klipa, which was very hard or, or so it was even impossible to deal with it. Al Rebbe fought a tooth and nail, and uh, you know it was a very low klipa. But then there's also Parshat's geographically, the Tachten, the lowest place in the world, the place, so to say, where there was no influence of Kedusha before, which is America. I mean, it's, it's more, it's, it's, it's obviously different points, but they still share a common connection, bringing out how, as we reach closer to, as we reach the times of the Gulats, the Tachten, the lowest, the, the, the bitter, we're emphasizing the bitter of the lowest places in the world, you know, the lowest, Shabbat lowest. Now, in this in this idea itself, there is a further point which Darizal makes in that in that same uh, in those same sources. And over there, Darizal explains. He says we know that the different Goliaths, the different exiles, were compared. There's a dream that Nebuchadnezzar had. The Gansamais in the book of Daniel, a famous dream. He had, he had a dream coming out from Pashas Miketz. Also, so also right. Paddy had a dream. He was confused. He didn't know what the explanation was. Nebuchadnezzar also had a similar mindset. There he figured out what the dream was. He saw a statue, a whole dream, a statue. The the head was made out of gold, and then there was the body was made out of there was the body, and there was the feet, and the, each one was made of a, a lower level of of metal. And then the whole thing, the statue was destroyed. And, and Daniel explains to him that this statue represents the four Goliaths, the four exiles, the four kingdoms. There's the head of gold was Bavel, and then there was Badayopadas, Persia, and then Yavon, and then anyway. But in that in that whole dream, so there's so there's there's the different parts. The Bavel was higher, and then there was there was, there was the body, the hands, and then there were the feet. The feet. Uh, that Izzel explains are the kingdoms of Edom and Yishmol. He says that's why this exile was very long. He says the feet are very are long. They're a big part, you know, the head might be small, the back of the feet. And, and spiritually also, we know that the Zoya uses the term, the Mashiach will come, when the feet are refined. And he basically, the point is, it's a very, it's a very fundamental yesoid in understanding Bechlal, the idea of Golos, according to the light of Chassidus and Kabbalah, is that we find that as the Golos progressed, the Choyshech seems to get even stronger, in certain areas at least. And seemingly, you know, based on the simple understanding that Golos is just a, a, a punishment for our sins, so as time goes on, seemingly we've already served, you know, a number of years, of, you know, we've already made up, you know, already paid up the bill for a number of Avedas, so seemingly Golos should have gotten easier, it shouldn't remain the same, why should it get worse? And more particularly, why should the spiritual darkness get worse? But based on the, on, on the understanding of that Golos is the idea of refining the sparks, and as we go on into Golos, it gets a thicker exile, we're going lower, it's the right before the, the, the idea of Ikvaseh the Mashiach, right? Times right before Mashiach comes are called Ikvaseh the Mashiach, the lowest, the heels, the lowest part of the body. And we have there, as the Gemara says, in Enem Sechta Seita, Ikvaseh the Mashiach, Chutzpah the moral level of life won't be very rosy, to put it very, to put it, you know, you look at the terms over there, and kind of, you know, there's no need to elaborate, you can just look around society today and you see everything being fulfilled. And why is that right before Mashiach comes? So that Rizal explains because it's the lowest part, the lowest nisham is the lowest nitzaitzes that are being that that are being elevated right before Mashiach comes. Because as I say, that it's Afka, it starts off with the top until you reach the bottom. When you reach the tachtin miyosid, the ultimate bitter, the ultimate refinement is when you reach the right at the bottom. When you reach right at the bottom, using the terms of the Isis of the Sikhov here and other places, when you elevate the Tachtin B'yoyser, the ultimate Tachtin, that's when, that's coming with the Kayach of the Etzem. And that's why the elevation of the lowest levels isn't just elevation of the lowest levels. You're elevating the whole body. Chassidus explains that it's the Deir of Ikvaseh, the Mashiach, it's Dafka, the Bitter, that happens 
right before Mashiach comes, that brings the gula. We are bringing the gula for not only for us, we're bringing the gula for all previous generations. All the previous generations were compared to the head, to the mind, to the heart, the higher parts of the body. But they didn't bring Mashiach. We're going to bring Mashiach. So in other words, they're still in Golos. It's our avoida that brings Mashiach, because it's 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 dafka, the lowest, the beater of the lowest nitzaitis that touches the etzem that brings the gula for all the nitzaitis for all for all the for for, for for everything that was done before. Even the Rebbe says even Moshe Rabbeinu took it out of Mitzrayim, but that gula wasn't 100% complete. It was complete to a certain extent. You know, we became a nation. We got the Torah. We can never revert back to the state the way we, we were before Golos Mitzrayim. But we're still in exile. So that means that Gulas Mitzrayim is incomplete until we have the Gula now. Who's accomplishing it? Me and you. In other words, it's it's the Bidur that happens at this point. The Bikus of the Mashiach of Motu Raglan Beraglan, the lowest, the Tachtin Biyoser. It's the same way there's a Tachtin Biyoser in Mokim and place, and whether it's America or France, there's also a Klippa that's Tachtin Biyoser. There's also a time, a challenge that's which seems to be void of, of light. In the worst form, and dafka through that we reach the etzem. So that's more or less just a little bit of point regarding the 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 the, the, the beginning of the sefer. So it will be interesting to note that in this line, mentioning about the Torah traveling from place to place, there's a word they say from Chaim Tzanzer. They say the number of daily Yisrael the shul. There's the Kotzker and others that they said that they see how the Torah is going from country to country, and the last place will be before Mashiach comes. But he said they say the name of Chaim Tzanzer. He said the Golos America will be the last Golos, and he says the Mashiach will be revealed in America. Mashiach will, will have exactly the lashon was, but they say it's the beginning of Gula will, will come from America. So you see the same Lakota here. It's, it's I mean, in other words, America up until the, after the war. You can't really say that America became a mockim Torah. You had a little bit, but it was, was very, the ice wasn't yet broken until the Fidik Rebbe came. And he says that no, it's not just that we elevate, that through elevating the Tacht and Biyoser, that reaches, reaches that, and that brings Mashiach. Mashiach will be revealed in America. Now, that's all one part of this, one Nakota. But in this Sikha, if you, really, if you think about it, the, the concept of Birur HaNetzaitis, elevating the sparks, that Chassidus and Kabbalah discusses in of itself is, is in a certain sense, is, is a very limited aspect of the Dira B'tachtonim concept that we're used to. When you speak about it, and I'll explain what I mean. We talk about refining the sparks. So it's usually understood to mean that every physical item has a spark, has a nitzitz. There's also a concept of bitter neshamis, that the neshamis of Eden have to come out of Klippa, which is not really brought in Chassidus so much, I'm not going to elaborate upon it. But the idea is you have to elevate you're taking out, you're extracting spiritual energy that is hidden, that is trapped, whatever you want to call it, within physical matter. But the goal here is not the physical matter itself. The goal is to extract the spark. So, Bapashtas, if that's the goal, so really, if you would have a way of extracting the spark without having to have to go and go, that would be the ultimate, right? That's why... Uh, Chassidus asks, what would have happened if they wouldn't have gone into Gauls? How would they elevate the sparks? So yes, we know the purpose of Gauls, elevate the sparks, not just a punishment, but self called soft, if the Eden would have been worthy, it's hard to say they had would have had to go to Gauls anyway. So Chassidus says that what? That the, that if they wouldn't have, have, have sinned, so then they would have automatically, there would have been such a such a big revelation of godliness in Eretz Yisrael, it would have been like a huge torch that draws the sparks, like we had in the days of Shleimah HaMalach. Days of Shleimah, everyone heard Shema Shleimah, they heard the, the name of Shleimah, and they all came to Eretz Yisrael on their own. They were drawn to him. It says by Mashiach, the Norway love, the Goyim will stream to him like a river. As Rambam writes, you know, all the Goyim will come to hear in the beginning of and the end of days he prophesizes the base Hamikdash be a place all the goyim will come to hear the words of Hashem. So that's the way it could have been. So what? That from one hand it's taka, you know, we're accomplishing something by Angolas. But the fact that we're that we're in other words, there's a positive accomplishment. That accomplishment could have been done another way. But the Rebbe says takes it a, a, a much further. And this is really much more. And it is much more connected with the, with, with the idea of Dira B'tachtonim, specifically the way it's explained in Chassidus. Although it has roots in Kabbalah, but the idea of the way it's fully, fully expressed in Chassidus is, the Rebbe says, the Sicha, the last Sicha 
in, in, in the Sefer. It says the Sikhs that is on part of the actual Sefer itself, the last Sikha and Vayichi. And the Rebbe says there, the Rebbe gives another answer. The Rebbe mentions the question, what would have happened if Eden wouldn't have sinned? And he says that it would have been like an Avuka Gedoyla, they, 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 they avoided their divine revelation, they would have drawn on Eretz Yisrael, it would have been like a big flame of fire, a big torch which draws all the sparks from the whole world. The Rebbe says a different word. The Rebbe says that the sparks, Taka would have been elevated if the Eden wouldn't have gone there. If they would have been all on a high level, then their Kedusha would have been so intense, they would have drawn the sparks automatically. But the Rebbe says the ultimate goal is not just to draw out the sparks. The ultimate goal is to elevate the place itself, the Mokim Not just the spark that's in the place, the place itself, the Tachta in itself. And that is only accomplished when you actually go there. As I from the Sicha. So in other words, according to this understanding, it's much more than just a spark. We're talking about a spark, we're talking about a certain energy that's contained within the place, and well, that's all I need. I need a spark, and, and then the, 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 the other gashmi itself, the physical item itself, is not, is not my goal. But no, the Rebbe says, the ultimate goal is, as our Chachamim tell us, Asit Eres Yisrael, Shetispashit B'chol HaRatzis, the Mashiach will come, Eretz Yisrael, the holiness of Eretz Yisrael, whatever exactly means in a separate discussion, whether it means we'll literally become pirates or not, but the whole world, Eretz Yisrael will spread throughout the whole world. So which basically means that the 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 whole world itself will, will, will become permeated with Kedusha. How is that accomplished? That can't just be accomplished by taking out, extracting the star, the, 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 the sparks in the whole world. But rather, it's it's through elevating the place itself that the place itself is nisapich tektusha. So the Rebbe over here is differentiating between the spark and the place, which technically has another way of being extracted. But in order that the, the, the aliyah, the elevation that's accomplished from the fact that we had to go into Golos, wouldn't have gone into Golos, we would have elevated the sparks. True, but now that we went into Golos, it must be an advantage we gained by going into Golos. So what's, what did we accomplish? We accomplished, we elevated the sparks of Kedusha, not only the sparks of Kedusha, but the place itself became transformed to Kedusha, became, will be transformed to Kedusha, Mashiach, what we do now, we're transforming into Kedusha as a preparation for when Mashiach will come, that I see there is so, that the holiness of Eretz Yisrael spread out throughout the, all the world. This idea, in a certain sense, is much more expressed, even within the terms of Kabbalah itself, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the Maimodim, that were given out in, in the Kislev Tavshin on Beis, Lovenin in the Rebbe was Magia then, part of Shalom Tavshin Chavav, Lovenin in the Rizchanukah Tavshin Chavav. But the Rebbe explains over there, the Rebbe explains that the Aliyah that was in the days of Shloimah, the elevation was in the days of Shloimah, only affected the spark that was in the physical item. And he explains, in other words, who was attracted to come to Shloimah HaMelech? People, a spark, Within a physical thing, there's a physical thing, and then there's the spark. There's a part of the thing which is a little bit refined, which is receptive, which responds to revelation of godliness. But it's not the physical thing itself. It's the spark that gets elevated. But then there's the avoid of refining the thing itself. In other words, by Shloimoi, people heard, were inspired, and came. Who were inspired? People that had some sense of, some spiritual sensitivity, something that touched them, that inspired them to come. Not everyone came. People were lowly people that weren't affected. They didn't come. So in other words, you only affected the only affected the sparks. It didn't affect the gashmi itself, the physical thing itself. Even those people that did come to Shleimai, the effect of Shleimai wasn't everlasting. The biggest proof is after he passed away, or even before he passed away, whatever the different opinions, and won't get into right now. But even you know the, his his influence waned and. and 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 there were nations that already, you know, took rejected his his being, you know, being subdued to him and and definitely after he passed away, even though you know they the, they already was again started changing their attitude towards Bnei Yisrael, which means they weren't inf- affected internally. It was only a part of them, a higher part of them that was inspired that was affected, not not they themselves. The Chiddush of Mashiach is, he uses the term, whatever you look it up in the Maimaram, they uses the term in Kabbalah, the seventh Aliyah, but the, the Dover Gashmi itself, the physical item itself, not just the spark that's in the physical item, but the physical item itself, the Gashmi itself will be connected with godliness, and that's through the revelation of Pnimi Yisadik. The highest revelation of Mashiach will, will, will reveal how Gashmi itself is one with Elokos. 
not just a spark, the part of Gashmias, which is more refined, which is receptive of holiness, of, of sensitive to holiness, but the physical item itself. That's the Chiddush when Mashiach will come. Which is why when Mashiach will come, the nations of the every nation of the world will be affected. And they won't have to come to Shlomo. It says the going will come to Mashiach. But even where they are in their countries, they will be transformed to serve the Eibishter. It won't be shot that it's only when they come they'll, they'll learn about the Eibishter. They'll come, they'll come to here. But the nations, where they are, where they are will be transformed to Ketusha. This is a fact of the Avoida which is done now in the time of Gaul. So we, we understand now that the, the idea of refining the sparks which we usually refer to in a certain sense is only one layer, one dimension of refining the world. The actual refinement of the world goes much, much deeper than just refining the sparks. So that is in, 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 in the Sikh over here, even though the Rebbe, you see it also, it seems at least pretty clear to me, even though the Rebbe uses the term, he starts off, he uses the term about refining the sparks, but he also brings the, the whole point of the Sikhov here is using out the place itself becomes a place of Torah. Like he speaks about France, the place itself became a place which, which spreads Torah to other places. Not just talking about refining the sparks, talking about how the Mokimatsme, the place itself, gets elevated. The Tsarfas is Bigmatria 770, that the Tachtim becomes on with the Elian. The, 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 the wording that Rebbe is using is there's a much deeper point than just refining the, spark, the sparks itself. So that's that's the, the next point I wanted to, to emphasize, which I think is 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 a is a very important nakuda, which which is which is which is explaining what what we're accomplishing through our and Golas. Using the term refining of sparks is one level of it, but in a certain sense it really doesn't explain it fully. Now when it comes to refining the sparks, the Rebbe explains, the Rebbe uses new, the, Rebbe, the way the Rebbe explains it here, the Rebbe gives us, by the way, a very simple way of explaining when you want to use the term refining sparks, it sounds like a very spiritual, elusive concept. The, Rebbe, the terminology the Rebbe is using here, the Rebbe says it means to use out the characteristics of each place. Each place has its mindset, its own, you know, mentality, and then whatever you want to quote, and using out that place for Ketusha, that the, the, the Marshall, for example, one thing that I've mentioned a few times, one example that comes to my head, let's say in America, everything is publicity. That was something which was associated with America. Everything has to be, and Rebbe made a whole thing about it. Publicity to Rebbe was a very major part of our photos and my of use publicity. Since an American, so to say, Mishigas, it's America, hoo-ha. And, but nevertheless, Rebbe, from, from the beginning of the Nisiyas, you know, since this is the way it's in America, so... You know, I think even Yud Shvat, I think the Rebbe said that people like to hear, you know, like a statement, you know, like for somebody that assumes office, he makes a, the Rebbe said a statement because that's the meaning of mocking. You know, in other words, the idea of using a certain mentality of the place, obviously the Rebbe emphasized within the lines of Ketushan, Halacha, V'cholo, V'cholo, but the Rebbe very often, he used, you know, the certain things that a person might reject as, you know, American who had, the Rebbe used it at Ketusha. And the Rebbe brings down the Maimur Chazal, Azaz Lakarta, Allah bin Musa, you go to a city, use out its customs. Truth is, this Nakuda, if you look in the Sikha of Yisrael, Tavshin and Beis, this Nakuda is much more discussed. So the Rebbe explains, and the idea of Dira B'Tachtoinim, the Rebbe elaborates there, there's the Dira, there's the godliness, and then there's Tachtoinim. Tachtoinim, the Rebbe explains, is the mentality of the person itself, each place itself. That's in a certain sense, when the Chalam speaks about the Tachtoinim, in other words, it's the Tachtoinim himself, it's the, the lowly part himself. Is getting elevated. And one simple way it's expressed is he's using his mentality, his characteristics, how he looks at things. That that, that itself he turns into ketusha, makes a dira b'tachtoinim. The rabbi discusses there that the tachtoinim, whatever, it's not relevant. But over there, the rabbi discusses dira b'tachtoinim is really a fusion of two things. On one hand, you have the dira, you have godliness itself, which transcends, you know, all these the human characteristics and the different characteristics from one place to the next. And then you have the Tachtoinim, you have person himself has his mentality, how he looks at it, at it and how he digests and internalizes and lives his life and how he looks at things. That's the Tachtoin. And there's a Mila in, in, in godliness permeating the Tachtoin. On the other hand, L'chayr Dira means it's Ebeshit himself. So which one is it? Is it the Tachtoin? Is it the way the Tachtoin with his perception of it? Or is it the Dira's godliness, the way he transcends the human, so to say, 
you know, perception and so on and so forth. And the Rebbe says, Dir really means a fusion of both together. But it's interesting, Sikha, but that Sikha, the Rebbe focuses a lot on this concept that a mentality of a place brings out the Tachtun, the, 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 brings out the Gedorim, the, 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 the parameters of the Tachtun of that place. Now, the Sikha discusses um, the, France, the liberty, like I mentioned before, the truth is, if you think about it, Baliatais was ready in France, but I think what the Rebbe is pointing out is, is the clip of France, the way we know it today, is democracy and the French Revolution and all that, that is, that is the Chiddush of, 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 you know, of the Biro, the Chiddush of the, of the refinement that we have in the past generations. Which is a very powerful point, because in a certain sense, is this the democratic viewpoint? You know, this liberty, this is, is so to say, the prevailing way how the world looks at things today. And the Rebbe explains that how this, you know, how, how the clip of how, how France became completely transformed. And here, the Rebbe focuses on two points. Truth is, if you think about it, you could really break it down to three stages. Although on the Sikha, the Rebbe breaks it down to two points. What the Rebbe says, when you refine the, the tact and you refine, you refine a country, you refine a place, so each place has this thing. The truth is, if you think of it, the truth is a very fascinating subject, but if you look at, you know, the Jewish people in each country had, not only each country, each time at its klipa. You have a little bit of chassidus discusses the different countries and the different klipas that they represent, the different ways they persecuted the Jewish people, representing different klipas. And for example, there's the Dugma Bama coming out to Hanukkah, and the klipa of Yavan of the Greeks is discussed extensively in Chassidus. Chassidus also discusses Yishmuel and Edom and Yavan. In the Sicha, for example, the Rebbe refers to the letter of the, of, 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 of the Mithra Rebbe discussing the difference between France and Russia, historically. The, 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 their mentalities, how one was very... Uh, cruel and didn't want to focus on the Ebishter, and the other one was had Hachno for the Ebishter, even though they were they weren't Jewish, they had their own religion, but the idea of believing the Ebishter was very important. And that, whatever the interesting letter of, of, of the Mitle Rebbe about the whole, whole uh, you know approach that the Alt Rebbe had towards towards the, the war. But every place, every country, and every time and place has its klipa. That's a very fundamental theme in Chassidus and the Yidden, you know. The, the, Many times the Rebbe said that, for example, this generation, the Rebbe said, whatever, it's very known, the Fidik Rebbe already said, is overcoming peer pressure. But every place had its, every time and place had its unique klipa, and France, France represented a very significant klipa, which so this really affected the whole world, spread to the whole world. And now we, we refine that klipa as well. But the Rebbe, when, the, when, we, when we are refining a place, the Rebbe says there's two stages. There's making it, being mashpi on it, being involved in the place and elevating it to Kedushin. And the second stage is that the lowest, lower place itself becomes a source, becomes a, 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 a becomes like the Etzem, becomes like the Elyon, it becomes a, 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 a headquarters, a place where Teira and Chesidus spreads from there itself, not just that it's influenced by Tayyar Chassidus, but it itself becomes a source of Tayyar Chassidus. I'll just say that technically, if you want to look at it, you can really break it down a little bit into three. One thing is that a place is influenced, you must be on someone, you're influencing the place to keep Tayyar Mitzvahs. A higher level is that the place becomes independent. The Rebbe spoke about this a number of times, this idea of when you affect someone, your ultimate ashba, your ultimate influence is when you make that that person himself should become changed. Not, I'm sorry, that that person himself should should become self-supporting, self-sufficient, independent. He should be able to serve the Abisha without you having to have to constantly give him a boost. Right? Like when you light a candle, lighting the Hanukkah candles, the candles are based on Middash, you lit it in a way that the flame had to become embedded in the wicked flame went up on its own. You didn't need to hold, constantly hold the candle over there. My grandfather, Rabbi Yitzchak David Groner, got once an answer from the Rebbe, and along the same lines, you know, he always had trouble. One of his big challenges throughout his years in Shlichus was to try to bring teachers and so on and so on to, to Australia. And the Rebbe once told him that, basically, the Rebbe was referring to a sikha, where the Rebbe spoke about the Yom Hulet, that's what's the Chiddush of a baby being born, 
is that before the baby was born, it's also, you know, the day before the baby is born, his body is complete, but it's not independent. It's part of its mother. Uber yadachimo, a baby is part of its mother. Might be going, might be blissful, might have, it's learning the whole Torah, it's eating whatever its mother mother eats. But it's not a metzis by itself. When it becomes born, the chiddush is, and now it's independent. The Sikha Rebbe spoke, Chayel, or maybe the Sikha Chayel Chavdala, I think the Rebbe spoke this in the book a few times, if I bring in, and the Rebbe was bringing out that the ultimate goal of a place is when it's able to be self-sufficient. How do you know that you change the place is when you don't always need to bring people from elsewhere, that they should be the, 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 the shluchim. The place should itself be able to grow, it's, 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 you know, become self-supportive, self-sustaining. So that's a, a, a poshet and a kudus, so to say, a simple point. But the, 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 in this sikha, the Rebbe is taking it much more. The Rebbe is not just saying that France became self-sustaining. The Rebbe is saying that France became like the Elyon. France became like 770. That the Tachtin itself became like the Elyon. That's, that's a very, very big chiddush, very big innovation. Not just being self-sustaining. Okay, good. It's, it's a next step. But here that the Tachtin becomes like the Elyon, and that Rebbe said is only through Koyach Etzem. That, that's the Koyach of the Etzem. And even though the Rebbe doesn't spell it out clearly, but it seems that's what the Rebbe means when the Rebbe brings the idea of Hanasi Hu HaKoyl. The Nasi is everything. Everything means he has the Koyach of the Etzem. He has everything. Everything means the Etzem is everything, the real everything. So the Nasi has the, has the Koyach Etzem through being connected to the Nasi, able to elevate even, even the, 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 the lowest, you know, the Tachlan Shebe Tachlan. The truth is, that um, the 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 over here is is you know a, a, a very powerful point, but th this nekuda the Rebbe highlighted a lot throughout the years of the Nesias that the ultimate goal is that the nations of the world themselves should should for example the Rebbe spoke about Russia and other the, the idea that the chiddush of the gula will be that the nations of the world itself will help out the gula that it's Rebbe spoke a number of times, Mashiach Yisak and Asalem Kulo, by Mitzrayim, by Tzias Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim knew about the Ebership in a way that they were broken. Mashiach will come, Mashiach will fix the world. Yisak and Asalem Kulo is the Rambam writes. It says, Hapchi, transforming the world itself. But this is, in, in, in this Sicha, this is very much expressed when it comes to the, to the idea of France. So these are just a few Nukudas that the Rebbe speaks about over here. Obviously, the 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 Hayrod, the Nukud that the Rebbe speaks about, the, also to be Makir, the Nisim, so on and so forth. But it's a very powerful Nukud over here, how the shift from, so to say, you know, of the times of the At Rebbe to the times of, of the Fidik Rebbe, the idea of, of the Tachtin himself. Obviously, you know, you know the Rebbe speaks in the, in the idea of Dira B'Tachtin, and we know the Rebbe was stress a number of times that using out a tachtin l'shem shemayim is greater than using it out for mitzvah to a certain extent. Usually the ultimate thing is you take it over a tachtin, a physical item, use it out for mitzvah. When you use it out, when doing business, like Rabbi speak about in the Sikhi, doing business, using it out l'shem shemayim, so then there's a deeper nakuda accomplished. Why? Because stavka, because you didn't turn it into a holy item. It didn't become like a mezuzah, tefillin, Something that actually performed the mitzvah with it became, you know, either a mitzvah or even tashmishi kedusha, but it remained the davrig, a physical item. It remained the tachtan. Nevertheless, you used it out for kedusha. You used it out for the sake of kedusha. So you, you're accomplishing the dira b'tachtanim even deeper that the tachtan himself, the way he remains, so to say, within his parameters, didn't become a holy object. He's helping kedusha. But that's mamish dira b'tachtanim. The tachtan never left his tachtani yiskait. He never left his real lowliness. And that's uh, you know the, the way the way the Rebbe views the the Gula Asida as well, the future redemption of the Sikh, where the Rebbe says that in the fact, right, we know Mashiach will come with the ultimate Dirabitahtainam. And the Rebbe says there that the fact that the Goyim will help the Yidin, and the fact that the Gashmi Sa'ilam, the Rambam writes of the Hatavati Mashbas Harbi, Madanam Sinkafi, the physical world will provide the Yidin with everything that they need and the abundance to serve. That it brings out the concept of Dira B'tachtoinim, again, in a certain sense, even more than the Avoid of Yidin themselves. The Avoid of Yidin themselves, okay, Yidin is one with Eibishter, Taita Mitzvah is one with Eibishter, but the fact that, it, that the Goyim, that the nations of the world, 
that and and that they're helping the yidden. The fact that the gash, the physicality of the world, the the nadanim and suin kafir, that 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 itself is in a way that it's helping the yidden. That brings out, in a certain sense, the yidden even more. So a yidden from one hand, the ultimate yidden betachtenim, as Reb explains elsewhere, is in the sham Yisrael. The ultimate yidden betachtenim, when Mashiach will come, is in the sham Yisrael. That's it's the whole thing. You know, shudas I don't want to get into right now. The Rebbe says. Right, that the Mashiach will come, the whole world will be transformed. Nevertheless, Yidin will only be in Eretz Yisrael. Some places, the Rebbe says, maybe there'll be some Shluchim still outside of Eretz Yisrael. Good. Other places, the Rebbe strongly explains that all the Goyim will come to Eretz Yisrael, right? So the place of Yidin, the Dira Betachten, when Mashiach will come, there'll be a difference in Dira Betachten and the way it's manifest in Eretz Yisrael by Yidin and the way it's manifest in the whole world. So, but in a certain sense, is the this, the Yidin, they're the premius hadira, the ultimate dira, the ultimate dira of Davish is in the Shamis Yisrael. But the fact that the Tachtain itself becomes a dira and being as a Tachtain, or whatever, in other words, remaining with, as a Dover Gashmi in something which is not Mamish Kedusha, becoming a dira for Davish, that brings out Dira Tachtainim even more to a certain extent. So, in this, obviously, again, Boyfin Amutra Apishuch as the Rebbe says. So in this sikh also, the Rebbe is emphasizing using divrei harishus, using the customs of the place and business and other things, it's not a mitzvah. But in a certain sense, the dira betachtoinim is expressed. Dafka, that here your mom is dealing with the mentality, the minik hamadina, the way people think and do, conduct business. Your mom is dealing with the tachtin itself and using the rat vikdush itself. That is, in a certain sense, the ultimate dira betachtoinim. And he wrote that we should, uh, you know, as the Rebbe said, we already finished. You already finished the the Savoy the Sabirudim. Interesting, you have uh, this finish with this point, the, the, the famous letter of the Rebbe Rashab. He str- strongly opposed Zionism. Kiduam of first, someone was writing to someone the, the guy, a thing, a whole pulpul, not the Rebbe Siddur, Siddurim Dach, about the fifth egg, the Kibbutz Goliath will happen before Mashiach comes, after Mashiach comes, whatever. The 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 over there the 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 Rebbe Rashab said there a point that in the avoid of birurim during Galos is really two stages. There's avoid of birurim that we're accomplishing now, and then there's the avoid the 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 ultimate birur will happen when Mashiach will come. Siddur discusses this a lot. Biradishin biradishin. You have in Pashas week and Pashas Vayeshev. Vinei Nachnu Mamu Alumi Musech Hasodech. Siddur Rebbe speaks in Kutei Sichas. And Chassidus, so you have that uh, first uh, the they the Shvatim bound the sheaves together, and then they bow down to Yosef sheaf. There's elevating things from the world, and then there's a second re- re- refinement that becomes Mamish from Kedusha. will do the bitter shame. So in other words, the avoda that we do, the Rebbe said, avoda sabirurim has been finished. In other words, the, the, the whatever was needed to be done. To, to refine the world from Mashiach is finished. Now the way is to bring the light of Mashiach into the world. Maybe Abderech Efshir, it's Abderech, Abderech, this Nakuda, uh, the final beat will be through Mashiach. There's one thing is, you know, refining everything in the world, but now we have to prepare it for the ultimate beat, bring the light of Mashiach into it, then, then it'll become Amish. The Dirah B'Tachtayinu M'Neif in Galoi. So the Ebesha should help, since we, uh, as the Rebbe says, we already did this job, so we should merit to... Um, See it revealed in an open way. So we have in uh, the the meaning of the Haftar, which the Rebbe is bringing about uh, the, 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 these, all the, 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 Golos, the, the Golos that was in, in Sarfas and Sfar, is that they will return to Eretz Yisrael. The coming of Mashiach, the Binavi Samitash, Shlishi, take it from Yad Mamish.